Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I just moved in my new house today We have a great show for you tonight. Not talking films, not talking conventions. Actually, we will be talking some convention, but later in the podcast. But tonight, we are talking about Halloween. And yes, the seasonal episode of Halloween. It's time. We're so excited because tonight is one of my favorite subjects. Dark rides, walkthroughs, and haunted attractions. So if you're interested in any of those things or just want to give the sexy witches a hi, please give us a call. Our phone number is uh, 646-716-9172. Once again, that's 646-716-9172. And let me introduce my sexy witch co-hosts. So uh, first is Eugene Oregon is my girl Queenie Todd. She's an aspiring filmmaker and published writer. Current gig is Living Dead Magazine and see her at Living Dead uh, convention in November. Uh, she's a horror fan and regular participant of live action role play. Look for a wolfy attitude and personal writings on our personal blogs and YouTube channels. And please welcome to my show my sexy Wear Witch co host, Queenie Todd. How you doing, sweetie? Oh, I'm doing great. Ah, it's good to hear. I'm so glad because we've been having a rough summer, but I think the fall has energized yep. us, hasn't it? Yep, feeling I good. I think so. I'm excited for pumpkins and, and monsters, and mostly monsters. Uh, it's madness, ladies and gentlemen. We love monsters and madness here. We will be talking about madness today. My contest, the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness at 10 o'clock. We'll talk about that. And with Queenie Todd, who is my co-host and judge this year, also for the Madness Contest. But before we get into ahead of ourselves, let me introduce my other sexy witch. My other sexy witch is from Clifton Forge, Virginia. Hey, I got it right. She's regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit. I believe she might be at four state slasher con coming up in a month or so. She's also my partner in crime quite a bit. She was with me at the Italian Horror Fest over the last week. And um, she's a professed, also super fan of Marvel in film and colics. 
Comics, please welcome to the show my sexy witch co-host, Erin Marie. I'm quite jealous, actually. I'm quite jealous that Queenie has this beautiful howl to come on with. I'm really going to have to come up with something. (laughs) Well, I would think for you, probably a witchy... If she's a wolf, how about a witchy cackle? That might be something to work on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a witchy yeah. cackle. Well, oh, so that's like, something cackle. to work on. So <laughs> I don't have a witchy cackle very much either. Uh, so uh, I'm going to bring on our our um, our guest host now because you know, we'll talk about things uh, a few things before we get into our main subject tonight. Uh, but So let me first introduce my uh, guest host, Sexy Witches, and then we'll continue the conversation. I was trying to figure out what kind of music do I bring on my one of my favorite guest hosts, and I thought, let's bring back him, because he is my favorite nightmare, so we're bringing him in with Nightmare on Elm Street. My guest host tonight, he is from Atlanta, Georgia. He is, ladies and gentlemen, the son of celluloid. Look for his episodes on YouTube and his horror blog. You can also find him on the Picking Brains podcast, and I highly recommend listening to that one. Uh, he also sometimes you can find him judging on local extreme wrestling events. And when I mean extreme, extreme. He's a perfect person to talk about our subject tonight because he also just made the film into push into film acting, by the way. He is now going to be in the follow-up to Dear God No called Frankenstein Created Bikers. But most importantly, he worked for, on a frequent basis, Netherworld Haunted House, number three haunted attraction in America. So please welcome back to one of my favorite fellow Maniac collaborators, Nathan Hamilton. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I can't bring him in because he's not on. Hold on. Hello. Oh, Nathan Hamilton, you are on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great. Fall is in the air. Halloween is coming. And, uh... I'm doing awesome. And we're it's talking about one of our uh, and a favorite subject of almost all of us here. And I know, Nathan, this is one of your favorite subjects, is seasonal haunted attractions and screen parks. I mean, oh, the, it's one of my favorite things, too. I am a huge dark ride enthusiast from the beginning, mostly because I get, used to go down to Disneyland quite a bit. And if you go down to Disneyland and ride the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, you're never going to be the same, and especially at four years old. So I, it forever hooked me on our subject. So um, let's go ahead. Oh, I said I did it at four, actually. I did it at four and eleven. Four and eleven. <laughs> so, but it's more than just Disney, though. I mean, it, what's great about our subject tonight is it's not just about Disney. It's actually every year people put in their blood, sweat, tears, and every other kind of bodily fluid they can think of to create these haunted mazes. Now, granted, not all of them are created equal. Some are better than others. Some are above the rest above the fray and that's the ones we want to feature tonight now unfortunately with coasters i'm going to be a little bit sad about this because i'm not going to hit as many on your coast as i would like to we will highlight a couple of them because i'm living on the east coast right now and i'm surrounded at some of the best ones in the world literally are within a hour to drive in my house and nathan mm-hmm. has actually worked at one of the best in the world so we're going to really focus on east coast events but we will show, show some shout outs to a few things on the west coast as well and maybe if my uh la correspondent's calling in 
at some point, if he's listening to the show, maybe towards like 10-ish, maybe he can talk Aaron. about some of the West Coast stuff, Aaron, by, um, if he's listening to the show tonight. But we'll see. Plug, plug. But before we get too crazy, I do want to say at six, at 9.30, we're also having another guest coming in to call, and his name is Ryan Sly. He is one of the members of the Red Vane Army. Red Vane Army is a traveling scare troop in Virginia, and they go to haunts, and they, they're featured actors on certain weekends. And so it's a little different approach to doing scare acting, so I invited him to come on. I met him at Scares That Cares over the summer, and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about what he does and what his troop does as well, and talk about his favorite haunts in the Virginia and in the East Coast area. So let's start with Queenie, since I am saying that the West Coast is getting kind of dissed a little bit on this episode. But let's go ahead and start with you, because I know there's actually several haunts, especially around Portland, that are very unusual, especially one that's devoted to dolls, which one of my madness con- um, contestants actually went through. Can you give me any highlights of any of the more unusual um, Oregonian haunted attractions or any of your favorites you've ever been to? Well, I have been to one haunted attraction that was quite amazing, and that was Fright Town. And Fright Town happens every year, and it has four or five different haunts happening all at once. You can go and just bounce between haunts. Um, It's a lot of fun. And, yeah, it had the haunted doll attraction in it. Um, It also had, like, the zombie kind of attraction where you're, you know, in, like, a a war zone and you're trying to get out, not get eaten by zombies and it's a lot of fun, and I put a lot of effort into it. And anytime I can go, I go. But I am still kind of new to the Oregon area because, you know, I'm originally from Canada, so Ontario specifically. And we do things very differently on Halloween in that area than, you know, Oregon because, well, you guys are warmer for one. Uh, I get to be a haunted ice castle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of jokes about, like, you know, (laughs) get um, evil icemen chasing after you kind of thing, snowmen and all that. We do jokes like that because we like to have a lark, but, yeah. Yeti. Mostly the same. I would totally work in a haunted ice castle. That would be awesome. Uh, I I have no problem with that. I, I could see that, like, with, and the Yeti thing, you know, Yetis are actually yeah. on, if you go to Matterhorn, the scary monster is the Yeti, and he's like, so, hey, maybe, you know. He's not any worse than Goatman, which is our big guy here. Our, our, our local haunt is called the Goatman or something like that, and he's this big, tall, kind of satyr-looking thing. He's not really that scary. But we'll talk, but I'm not going to talk about Goatman's hollow right now, because um, I want to talk to Nathan. Nathan, I have two questions for you. One, I want you to give a little bit of introduction to Netherworld because Netherworld is the shit. But also, I want you to start with you because you've been doing this for a little while now. Uh, what makes? That. Yeah, what makes one haunt stand out compared to the rest? Oh wow, that's tough. like uh, like you said. I've been doing it. I've been doing this for twenty three years. Uh, since the last ten have been at Netherworld, and. Um, I mean, I've kind of run the gamut. The first, actually, interestingly enough, I worked my first night in a haunted house about two weeks before I saw my first horror movie. So haunted house was really my introduction. Yeah, because it was actually a church haunted house, and I'm a preacher's I'm I'm a preacher's kid, and so my folks like took me through it, and I'm like, this is awesome. Can I work here? And so they thought, you know, 
they think, oh, cool, he wants to do God's work. I'm like, no, I want to scare the shit out of people. So <laughs> I actually ended up doing that before I caught my first horror movie. But I went from there to various charity haunts and then ended up at Netherworld at, uh, a little over a decade ago. And uh, you asked for an introduction to Netherworld. God, I don't know, even know how. It's a completely immersive experience. With uh, we have we've been voted the best haunt actors of any haunt by numerous magazines, publications, TV shows. We've got makeup artists that you know generally work in movies and work on TV and are there flying their trade. Our design team is second to none. The stuff they come up with never ceases to amaze me. Like even when I walked, it, they actually got a jump out of me last year when I walked through which is amazing because I've been, like I've been doing it so long, my uh, startle sense is kind of dull. But yeah, the world is top-notch. I always like to say, when you say what sets one apart from the other, in my mind it's hard because haunted houses are a lot like horror movies. You'll have a big blockbuster that can do all the insane effects and look incredible, and it'll be awesome. Then you have a little one in someone's house where they, you know, they have no budget, but they're doing it just because they love it. And then you'll have somewhere in the middle where people are, you know, have found a building, they don't have much behind it, but they're going out there and giving it everything they've got. And generally, it's the people who are doing it because they love it. Those are the people who make a haunt worthwhile. So, you know, when you say what sets one apart, it's the people behind it. I would tend to agree with that. And, yes, I was looking at the list, and not only is Netherworld number three a haunt in the country, is currently the number one haunt in the country for actors. So congratulations to Netherworld on that. That was from Haunted World Magazine, one of the biggest ones in the country. I actually pulled their list off because their list is pretty comprehensive of some of my favorite haunts within driving distance of my of where I live right now. Uh, and uh, But Netherworld, I have not yet been to, and I keep promising Nathan someday I'll go down there, and I still haven't. And it'll be on my, it's on my bucket list. I actually officially moved it to the bucket list. So I will come down at some point in the near future and see Netherworld. Maybe I can do it this year. I don't know. I've got a lot on my plate this year. Well, uh, you know. Deirdre and I are going to Walker Stalker in Atlanta that weekend yeah, of Halloween. I seem, to, I seem to remember Erin Marie, Last Madness. <laughs> I gave you a personal challenge to go from Walker Stalker to Netherworld and find Nathan in the parking lot, which you did not complete. No, I didn't get a chance to do that because it, the parking was very confusing in Atlanta, but we are one block from the convention center this time, so we don't have to spend a ton on parking like we did last time, which means Walker I can probably sneak away. I was going to say, Go Walker ahead, Stalker's happening in Athens this year, is it not? No, it's in Atlanta. Is it in Atlanta? I thought, okay, mm-hmm. never mind them. I thought, they were, I thought they were moving into Athens. But, yes, parking in Atlanta is ridiculously confusing. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, but I, was, nah. I actually was going to say I really want to come down and see you if I get the opportunity to. I'm going to be down there three or four days. Sounds good to me. And I'm, actu- I'm actually, after 23 years, taking a season off from doing, <laughs> from doing a full-time haunt. I will be, I'll be playing some of, my, you know, some of the various haunts in Atlanta a night or two here. But uh, when you buy your in town, let me know. We'll go experience the fear of Netherworld together. I can see what it's like yes. in a pavilion. Yeah. Yes, that would be so uh, fun. I wa- I, it, you should have seen um, 
his trip, though, you actually were at DragonCon last weekend with Netherworld, and you were in the parade, were you not? I was not in the parade. You were not in the parade. I thought you were going to the parade. I did go to the parade, but I went I went as a spectator. I mean, I, I don't do ah. parades. That last, last parade I was in, I tore my ACL in the middle of it, so I stay away from parades now. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I wanted to say... I, I, was, just there to cheer, wanna... I was there to cheer my brethren on, <laughs> Uh, But it was a good dose of what you would get. So go to my either my personal profile because I put it there too, or you can put it, or you can go onto Archivist Bets on Sixty, which is a Facebook page, and you're going to see two videos from Netherworld, and one is from the parade, and then one is from this year's preview. And uh, I know we can't talk about too much, but do you know what this year's theme is? Oh God. Not off the top of my head. I will look it up right quick. Ask me another question, and we'll get back to that one. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Um, so let's go. I, I wanted to talk about a couple of the top haunts in the driving distance of this area. And Erin Marie might know a, co- a little bit about this. Uh, but um, yes. the one that we actually was on our bucket list to go do, and we were talking about it right before the top of the broadcast, is the Bates Motel, which is in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. What? town is that in a lot it's, it's outside philadelphia i had it it's right up there's in glen two. it's glen something but there's three attractions there all together it's the bates motel it's the haunted hayride and it's the haunted trail and they have huge elaborate sets and i am dying to do even just the hayride because i think this is like an anniversary for them so they've built an entire new set uh they also, and this is one of the reasons why I've always wanted to go to this one, and I don't know why I can't find my notes, because they're all messed up and I had them in order. Anyway, I can tell you about Bates Motel, because, yes, it is one of the best haunted hayrides in the country. I found it. Uh, but it also was the first and one of the largest pyrotechnic displays in the country. Yes. So not only are you... Go ahead, Erin. I was going to say, on the website, it actually says more pyrotechnics than a KISS concert. Um, yes. Uh, you, awesome. you can see bits and pieces on the Travel Channel, and they do not hold back. They start with this huge hayride, and they shoot fire up in the ceiling, and it is just absolutely insane. And you go through, and there's crazy people, and you're on this hayride. And then it's not even over, because you get off, and you're not even at the friggin' haunted attraction yet. That's the next thing. You hit Bates Motel, which is this beautiful Victorian mansion, full-out gothic horror. So you get oh a little God, bit I can't of insanity. Wait and a little bit of Victorian cool all together. Bates Motel in Philadelphia. Absolutely this is it. So um, right now it's ranking at number 11 in the country, but honestly it has been higher uh, on the list. So, uh, you know, this year uh, the big one in Pennsylvania that everyone's doing is uh, and it's also one of the number one in the country right now is uh, it's Pennhurst Asylum. Uh, I want to talk about Pennhurst Asylum. Pennhurst Asylum is in Springfield City, Pennsylvania, so it's not even that far from Philly either. Uh, and it is actually an old asylum. It really is an Edmond building from Real, uh, ha- Real Haunted Asylum. And you mm-hmm. walk through it, and there's animatronics, there's actors. It's all hospital theme, uh, dang calls, and old cells, and dungeons, and, and torture, and needles, and saws. It's like walking through the remac. The House of the Haunted Hill, basically. Uh, you know, um, 
And so, and there's several of them. There's, you know, they, they, so people go, not only do they go to this place for these tours, but they also go to this place to look for real ghosts. So that's the number one haunt in the country is Penhurst Asylum. So I want to hit, I'm thinking about hitting one of those two this year. Um, and the other one that I wanted to mention, and then I'm going to move on back to Nathan and see if he's still around, uh, is Bennett's Curse, which is literally about 20 minutes from my house and I've never actually done um, it's, um, it was in the parking lot of our large mall, but it got bumped for a casino. But that actually ended up being a blessing in disguise because they got their own location. And when they got their own location, they were ex- able to expand out to four haunts and a full maze. And uh, they are now one of the top haunts in the country. Um, they have full-on makeup artists as well now. Uh, they're just doing it all. And so, hooray, because Maryland doesn't have a – we have a lot of little haunts. If you want to know about our haunts, it's mdhaunts.com. Um, but – Nothing on the level of Pennsylvania or Amherst or, or, or Netherworld or anything like that. So, but that doesn't always matter because the best haunt I've ever been to was a $3 ticket at a volunteer firefighter play in, in New Jersey, not right next door to Camp Crystal Lake in the woods. And that was my favorite haunt I've ever walked through. And it was just as scary just as violent and just as wonderful as the top ones I walk through. So I give a shout out to the uh, to Lake Hopekong and their volunteer firefighters because they really pulled it off. It all volunteers, women, kids, men. Uh, the only problem is the mad scientist should not be hitting on the guests, and I mean hitting, not ba- hitting them physically. <laughs> Even he was cute, though. Yeah, I do admit that. Yeah, we have but... we have one locally. We have one locally in Salem, Virginia. That's a, an asylum. I can't remember what it's called. It's something asylum. I went, that's like the only haunted house I've actually ever been to. And there's a guy out front that dresses and acts like Beetlejuice. Fun as hell to play with. Has snakes and stuff. Oh, but, yeah, he has a tendency to hit on people, too. It's funny. <laughs> well, there's sometimes hitting on it. You know, you know, Red Dying Army, they had a guy that was running around at the horror convention. And he was simultaneously scaring the crap and hitting on girls. Like, it was really, like, <laughs> amazing act. But it worked because he was scared. He was pushing their bubbles and uh, you know their their well, personal safety it. bubbles yeah. just enough to shake them up. But it worked. They got in line. So, uh, so Give you them know, a using your factor. sexuality, you know, it can be allowed. And, and actually, there are even haunts that use explore that. And we'll talk about those in a few minutes. I wanted to see Nathan. Are you back with us? Man, I'll tell you. Quiet over there. Are you, you are talking never, about the one that's like the find, naked haunt? Yeah, you're never going to find haunt. a hornier group of people than your average group of haunt actors. That's just the way it is. Uh, it's like horror know, bands. It, we're, ju- we're just that kind of people. Oh, uh, well, have you met What can we say? And, yeah, and well, people are the perfect mix for that because they, they did a study one time where they had women walk across a really scary rope bridge across a ravine in a, in a uh, I think it was in the National Park. And on the other side, they had a guy just randomly meet her and more than half of the time, more than twice as often as girls who didn't walk across the bridge, they gave the dude their number. That fear really gets your, you know, gets your blood pumping, gets you excited. It, it stimulates a lot of the same places in the brain as being sexually excited. So haunts, it does. perfect it's, it's, date night. You will get laid. It's something <laughs> about, 
uh, fear and the the fear of dying that like something triggers you in your brain. I, I was, it was on science or something like that. I can't remember. I love documentaries and especially stuff about anatomy. But it it triggers something in the brain about procreation, like your last chance to procreate. So any talk or or fear of death always leads to sex. Yeah, and on actors are uh, we have been known to use that to our advantage now and then. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because a lot of people don't know that the original walkthroughs and dark rides were not were actually invented for religious purposes. So I find it kind of funny how it's kind of devolved over to and I don't mean religious pagan purposes, because clearly we're all a bunch of pagans here. I'm talking about Christians. Uh that it was called the Passion Play, as you know. There you know, once upon a time you'd go to the church and they would do the Passion of Christ and you'd watch them beat the shit out of poor Christ, just like that movie. And then everyone gets upset and cries and everyone's happy at the end because you know, wife you be born, blah, blah, blah. So, but it evolved, and eventually people would start walking through rooms with these tableaus, and you can see tableaus of, like, uh, John getting his head cut off, at the, you know, you know, John the Baptist, and Solomon and the Seven Veils, and you get Jesus on the cross, and it would get more and more elaborate. Sometimes you would descend into hell and see images of devils and torture and purgatory, uh, things to instill fear to get to scare people straight and it evolved over the time and eventually it's leading to this industry we have now with scare parks and dark rides which are you know of course the the whole root of all of this is dark rides mm-hmm. and the original dark ride on haunt you know the, the first real dark ride haunted mansion that really set our game apart was uh was of course Disney, but a lot of people don't know that really it's a man named Bill Tracy, and he is an East Coast designer, and he designed a lot of dark rides and walkthroughs all over the East Coast, and some are alive and some are not. There, most of them are gone, but there's a few. One is an ocean, a couple of them are in Ocean City at Trimpers, which is one of my favorite little amusement parks. Which, by the way. It has a, a pre, uh, uh, you know, a, per, a customer appreciation day in you know, two weekends from now. So go, because uh, mm. they're expensive. <laughs> but it is worth doing. So go to customer appreciation day, get a cheap wristband, and go do it. Uh, you know, uh, there's a few of them in Jersey still. Uh, there's a couple in Knobles in in Pennsylvania and in yeah, Kennywood. Yeah, that one. Uh, now Kennywood one in Knobles, the big one. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Knobles actually rescued the track of a Bill Tracy ride that burnt in New Jersey. So uh, they save rides. We love them. Um, and um, and they also had their own design traditional ride, like a Bill Tracy ride in there. It's a little loud. I don't think loud equates scare all the time. Sometimes the scariest haunts I've ever been through, and I know Nathan knows this too, can be whispers in the dark. And you can really scare the fuck out of somebody just by whispering over their shoulder. <laughs> so, sneak up uh, on somebody and breathe on the back of their neck. That's one of my favorite tricks. It, it's, it doesn't touch them. It just pushes them into uncomfortable levels, and it's it's score. <laughs> it's score. Do you can scare someone yeah. with anything if it's done right. Like one of my one of my favorite scare stories ever. I was I was not in the show. I was a lead downstairs, which is the guy that you know gives everyone their breaks and makes sure everyone's okay and no one got punched and all that kind of shit. And I went upstairs to get a bag of ice for the water cooler, and I'm carrying it back downstairs because another world's a two tier haunted house. And I round this corner, and this family is standing there staring at me, and I'm just standing there awkwardly holding this bag of ice, just 
no and then there's a long mow where no one knows what to do. So I'm like, eh, fuck it. And I just lifted it above my head and went, bag of ice, and every one of them hit the ground. So you can scare someone with anything if you do it right. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Now, now, Nathan, your your haunt is considered extreme only because, because I had to look it up, why does it come up on the extreme list? And it only comes up as extreme because of your parking lot. Because, uh, you see, a lot of people realize when you're in another world, when you get out of the car, it immediately starts. There's no safe places. There's no safe zone. The queue is definitely not safe. Not safe. There's a thousand people there getting the scare fuck out of them even before they walk through the friggin' door. And that's pretty awesome. And Nathan was one of the prowlers a couple of times back, and he walks around with the cockroaches and comes up to it. And he could, I saw this one video of this girl. He just had her running in a circle not knowing what to do because she was so freaked out by hissing cockroaches. <laughs> I personally don't get scared by hissing cockroaches. It wouldn't work on me, but I appreciate the attempt, and there's several girls that it will work on. So. Let- Last year I had the last year I had an old gray haired granny punch me in the jaw in that lot. Oh. I came at her I came at her with the with the roaches and she just starts backing up and I'm just doing my thing and suddenly granny just right crosses me in the jaw. It was great. That would have been my mother. I mean kudos to That's her because awesome. she was like the size of one of my legs, but she still went for it. So is there, Nathan, can I ask you, because I know you're full of these stories, is there any, like, person that you, like, targeted in, in, in a haunt, like a customer that just wouldn't break, and then so either you or everyone kept saying, we got to get this guy, we got to get this guy, and maybe one of you eventually did or didn't? Was there anything like that? Because it, it doesn't happen occasionally you get one of these people that just doesn't, like, get scared. They're appreciating the aesthetic, but they're not jumping or anything. Okay. The, that usually happens on our final weekend. It's the weekend after Halloween, and that's when all the haunters from the other haunted houses come through. They've already closed. We have one left, and we call that the week, the big game hunt. That's what we call that one. And I remember there was one time. This was right after I had hurt my knee, so I wasn't with the chainsaw, and I wasn't outside with the roaches. I was sitting in the throne, and I was doing a mannequin scare where you look like you, you know, you're a part of a set and you're a prop, and then you pop and start talking to people and freak them out. And so I'm in my position, looking down. I've got the hood covering my head. And I hear these two people come around the corner and go, oh, watch watch him. He's going to pop. And so I didn't. They just stood back and wanted to see what I was going to do. And I did nothing. And we sat there for two or three minutes, and another group came through. And I heard them whispering to each other, like, hey, hey, watch. He's going to do it now. And I let him go. I passed that scare up. I probably sat there still for ten minutes letting groups go by, and they're like, well, fuck, I guess he is a prop. And then I popped at him and got him. And it was so rewarding. So, yeah, sometimes awesome. just like any, anyone can scare the cheerleader. I want to scare the football player that's leading her through. I want the challenge. Usually it's the football player that hides behind the cheerleader. I'll tell you that much right now. Dude, throw their girl at us and run all the time. Yep. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is when there's like some little chick walking through with some big dude, and as I, they're, I scare him as they're walking out of here, I hear her look at him and go, you pussy. I love that. I had, when I went, uh, the one haunted house I actually ever went to, everybody made me leader. Um, my sister almost tore my arm off. Any corner I tried to, to round, she she wouldn't let me go. So, and, and there was two guys 
uh, over six feet tall, standing behind me like like I was a solid brick wall. Of of <laughs> it was yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, they'll they'll put the girl right up front. I, I've seen it before. It's oh, they, it, it's not even up front. They just throw them. It's like whoa, go here, hi. I mean, it's like you know, men from the boys kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it's funny because you know, usually when I was a scare actor, I wouldn't target the first person because the first person is expecting it. So I would always go for number two or number three because one of them is the scaredy cat of the group, and they're always hiding yeah, the behind one who the person says, that they think is the, the most middle. brave. Yeah, and so that one, and then you can usually break up the whole group that way because once you get the group separated from each other, that's when they get nervous. And some haunts even actually use that to her advantage and even make some of you walk in alone, which I've never actually done one of those haunts where you have to do it by yourself. And we'll talk about those in just a minute because I want to bring the two people in on the conversation. One of them is Ryan Sly from Red Vein Army. Uh, I don't know which one he is, but he's also bringing on a friend. So hello, my sirs. You are hello. on with hello. the sexy witches. Hello. This is this Ryan. And uh this is Gina, Ryan's friend. What's your name, ma'am? Gina. Gina. Hi Gina. So hi Ryan and Gina from the Red Vein Army. So welcome to the Sexy Witches. This is Aaron and Nathan and Queenie. Hello. Say hello everybody. Hello, hello everybody. <laughs> uh we were talking about uh haunted attractions and we were having some anecdotes from Nathan, about being a scare actor at Netherworld in Atlanta. And so you guys are actually a little bit different scare actors. You are a traveling troupe in Virginia that does special weekends. So, Ryan, let me lead off with you. Can you talk a little bit, you know, this is the official, you know, I founded the troupe, blah, 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 speech. So go ahead and give us sure. a little bit of a stats on what you do. What you do. Sure. Um, sure. Red Van Army, we're a Halloween haunted attraction company in Richmond. Richmond, Virginia. Um, we were formed in 2011. Our ultimate goal is, of course, advancing the haunted attraction industry in Virginia. Our main, main focus being Richmond. Um, and we came up with the name Red Vein Army because we wanted something with RVA in it. Um, so that's how we formed Red Vein Army. Um, the group is basically comprised of haunters. We each have our own skill set and talents. And um, we're hired by different haunted attractions around Virginia to um, do line entertainment. So that's how we started, and that's how we've kind of um, grown over the last few years. You have an end game, though, I believe. You actually eventually want to design your own attraction. Yes. And you, yes, and you had yeah. a chance to design one this year. Did yeah. Our end game, of course, is to have our own amazing haunt in Richmond, and we had a, an opportunity to do that for Scares That Care this past summer. Um, so it was a small attraction. It was around I don't know, 13, 1400 feet, uh, two big conference rooms. So we um, took about three months to build and design it, and then um, we had to take everything to the hotel, and we had 24 hours to put it together. And um, then we had three days to scare. So that was kind of our big litmus test on uh, what we could do and our talents. And I felt like we, we passed we passed the test. And um, hopefully we're just going to continue um, to grow and expand and um, going to have an awesome haunt in Richmond here in a, in a year or two. 
Uh, I wanted to give you guys a compliment, and I told Kitty Barnes this when I walked through the hunt. It scares the care this year. Nathan, no, we were just talking about the the person that's really hard to scare. Uh, you know, um, he, there, all people from other haunted attractions. Well, I'm one of those people. It takes a lot to scare me, like a lot okay. to scare me. And so I'm walking uh-huh. through. And I hit just one of your little transitions where you guys had made some dead bodies and some plastic and just hung them up. And it was very simple, but it was just realistic enough that I stopped moving. (laughs) I don't do that. I was like, do I really want to walk through this? And I was like, yes, I do want to walk through this. I actually stopped. And so you gave me pause, sir. Congratulations, because that oh, is well, like that's, that's that is like scaring the crap out of my five-year-old kid. It's on that equivalency, <laughs> okay? Oh, uh, awesome. Well, hopefully next year we can scare you even more. We're gonna to try to get it bigger and uh, better next year. So, uh, my eleven-year-old daughter went through that. My eleven-year-old daughter went through that, and she absolutely adored it. She could not get her friends to go with her. She went by herself. Oh, okay. Well, next year, friends will have to go through. We want people to come out there either crying or laughing. That's our goal. So. I, I, I thought it was uh, both. I, I was definitely doing both. And uh, Gina, I want to bring you in on this. Now, my friend Nathan here from Netherworld has no problem scaring the crap out of anybody. Even in the daytime without makeup, this man is like six. Oh, I don't know, how tall are you, Nathan? You're like six, six five or something. Yeah, he's six foot four. I mean, he's like big dude. He looks like a biker, or he played a biker in a movie. I mean, he's a biker. <laughs> and uh, Gina, you're not a biker, or you could be, but you're not like Nathan. <laughs> and so it's easy for him to scare people. What, what, what do you, for you as a female scare actor, what makes you have? How do you scare people? What, how do you catch them off guard? Um, well, it's really funny. Um, we were all talking about the different ways or our different talents as scare tactics. And while I'm not six foot five biker, I am pretty tall. Um, I'm six foot almost. Um, and I find that the easiest way or the way that I enjoy is I don't like to pop up and scare people. I like them to see me, and I want to scare them anyway. Um, so it's a lot of psychological, I think, kind of scares that I prefer to do. I want people to really remember me really remember and think me. about me when they go home. Oh, cool. And uh, do you have any uh, cool anecdotes any about cool- someone? Any cool anecdotes? Um, well, I think um, we all have our own, but we have codes, different kind of codes for the level of scare that we get. Um, you know, so we're, we're always setting the bar, you know, like a cold yellow. If we always have people come through the haunt and be like, oh, you know, I wet myself a little bit. Or, you know, one year someone got a bloody nose, so we called that a code red. Um, so we're always t- telling each other, oh, I'm going to be the best scarer tonight. Or, you know, we challenge each other that way. Great. In other words, if you can make someone pass out, we call that a falling ovation. A oh, falling like ovation. That's good. <laughs> Has anybody actually passed out on you, Nathan? I've managed to do that in 23 years. I've only managed to do that once, but it was beautiful. I mean, it scared the crap out of me for a second because I thought I killed her, but it, it was great once I figured out she was still breathing. I have a new goal. And she, was, she wasn't drunk or anything. She just, like, like freaked out and passed out, and that was yeah, she fear? Yeah, she just freaked out and just, like, eyes rolled back in her head, and she hit the ground. Wow. 
Oh my yeah, goodness! I don't know how I would deal with that. I mean, I, 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 I can get my people running into things and bumping their heads and stuff. Yeah, every now and then we'll get the odd person who will decide it's a great idea to come through the haunt on acid, oh, <laughs> and they usually have some very interesting reactions. But, but yeah, the, I've only managed to get a falling ovation once. We actually, you know, code yellows; those are always fun. Code browns are always code fun. Code always fun because yeah, yeah. We actually sell underwear in the gift shop for just in the case such occasion. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so I guess Ryan, you're going to have to carry yeah. underwear if you open your permanent uh, your permanent location. We we will. I, I have that. I'll need to find a place that carries that so I can I can order that and get it ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put your logo on it. People will pay a lot of money for those underwear, especially if they are uh, seriously in need. You'll see a lot of people like buy it and buy it, buy it and run to the porta potty right quick. Then you'll see them kind of throw their old underwear away. It's beautiful. I got to tell you, Netherworld is one of my favorite haunts I've ever been to. It's it's amazing. So I I'm trying to go to it this year. So. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, no problem. Speaking of Ryan, that's perfect because I was going to ask you, what, would you talk about some of your favorite haunts in the area and in the country that you like to frequent, either as an actor or as a participant or as a as a, a regular customer? Sure. I, I, Virginia is definitely growing in the haunt industry. I know we have the big um, theme parks, Kings Dominion and Busch Gardens, but we have a lot of great local attractions. Um, there's a brand new one that opened about three or four years ago in Christiansburg or Roanoke, Virginia. It's called, uh, Gallows. Um, and they are amazing and they're, they're going to put Virginia on the map. Um, another one that's been going on for a while is Darkwood Manor. And, um, they're another one that has been amazing for Virginia for the last, uh, 15 years. Um, and, and, those are always one of my favorites to visit every year. Um, they're um, scary, and they they create amazing storylines. And uh, it's just, I, I think if people would go to more attractions in Virginia, they would realize how how great it is for the industry and how much it's growing over the years. Um, so that's really what we're trying to do, especially with this tour. Um, we have a website called ScreenFreak.com. And that lists all the attractions in Virginia, and our tour is really to promote promote all these different attractions. And not only do we provide line entertainment, but we also try to tell people they need to visit these different attractions in Virginia, and they need to keep it local and support these local businesses. And and that's really our ultimate goal is to get people to visit these different attractions because you go to different states like Ohio or Georgia or. Uh, the Midwest, where people, it's normal to go to different haunts every weekend. But in Virginia, it's not really like that for some reason. So we're trying to encourage people to visit not just um, one that's like their hayride 10 minutes away, but also travel an hour outside of your city and go to another haunt, and you'll experience something you've never been to before. So that's really what the tour is about. Um is there any on um, I, I know you're highlighting all of these, but is there one of these stops you're most you got you or Gina can take this too, are are the most excited for over a weekend, something that you've been looking forward to? Um, absolutely. I would have to say that the times that we go to Darkwood Manor is probably one of my favorites of the whole season. Um, just you know, the the way that they have their 
actors, the bond that they have, I think is really great. I always enjoy going out there and feel so welcomed by uh, the owners and by the actors there. But they also put on a really great show. Um, it's I kind of call it like the Disneyland of, you know, haunted attractions in Virginia. But that's me. That's my own personal love. Darkwood Manor. Uh, so uh, I know you can't tell people about what the uh, what the stunts are, but what kind of uh, theming usually Darkwood Manor has? Well, they use a lot of Lovecraft um, type of themes, um, but they do change it every year. So anytime you go, and really all the haunts we go to, they always try to change their themes and um, their characters and their scares, but um, but I would say uh, Darkwood definitely leans on the Lovecraft type of mythology. Um, well, that's always a good thing. I am, I'm a huge fan of Lovecraftian imagery, so yeah. uh, uh, and Gothic imagery too, for that matter. <laughs> so, um, so uh, uh, let's see. Is there one thing we were talking about this at the top of the hour? What makes one haunt stand out from the rest? And Nathan and I both agreed about actors in particular, and obviously you're actors, so you're going to say actors. But is there anything else that you would like to say like that to really sets that like? sets it apart from other walkthroughs that you've done or you've been to? Uh, I would say it's, it's in the details. Um, when you, when you go to a haunt, you, you want to experience and you want to go to be transformed to another world. So I love to go to a haunt that, that um, really caters to the details and, and puts in a lot of time and effort to make sure you're in a, you're in a, a, a different world and you know, it, I guess you know exactly what kind of um, whether you're in a, a boiler room or a library. You know exactly where you are when you walk into that room, and that's that's what I love to go in different haunts and experience. Um, and, and then some haunts use you know special effects and animatronics, but the actors, yeah, of course, are definitely um, definitely what sets it apart from from haunt to haunt. Um, the the actors make the show, so. But I would say the details and then the actors. I I would agree with that as well. And um, you know, we're all a bunch of traditionalists here. You know, Netherworld is very intense for what it is because there's nothing but makeup effects and lighting and lots of makeup right. effects in Netherworld. Right. And and uh, what you guys do is much more like brooding. You guys have the hoods and the chili baby and you know, dead bodies and decay and things like that. But it's still an illusion. Um, no one really touches anyone. It's not, even though sometimes a little bit, but not anything too, you know, too intrusive and stuff. And, and it's yeah. supposed to be the ones that go to. But there's this whole new, and I wanted to talk to you guys on how you feel about this, because um, there's this whole new industry breaking out of extreme haunts the last 10 years and they're getting to be more and more popular matter of fact the biggest one is the number one one in the country is called blackout new york city there's also one in la and it's actually expanding this year to san francisco as well and uh, let me explain to my listeners what a extreme haunt is like first of all if you go to the blackout website you're not going to go to a website that explains what the haunt is if I go to Red Vane Army's website, I know what I'm getting. I see their actors. I see what they do. I know their schedules. If you go to Netherworld. It's the same thing. 
not with Blackout. Blackout says, if you want information, give us an email address. So you put in your email address and you get on their newsletter. And then at this, they leak out information. And sometimes, depending on the haunts, other ones do this too. It might send you to one location only to be sent to another location to get to the haunted house. And at that point, someone hands you a waiver and you must sign it or you can't go through the haunt. Warning you about extreme physical contact gives you a safe word. What kind of things to expect in blackout? You expect extreme violence, full frontal nudity, sexual situations. You have to walk through it alone, eat things that are disgusting, submerge yourself in water, and you also sometimes have to have extreme physical contact enough to have a safe word. And this is actually some things that people want to do. And it is hugely popular. And there's extreme ones all over the country. And so as scare Extreme sexual contact. That is all yeah, I heard extreme. out of all of that, extreme sexual contact, because all I can envision is, like, grabbing somebody's balls if they fuck with me. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, one person said that they walk through, they stripped them naked, and put them on the ground in plastic, and then rolled them up and carried them through the attraction. Cool. Oh, wow. oh, sorry. That's probably not the reaction I'm supposed to have, but cool. That's a death scene happening. Um, another per- another thing that happened, at, uh, and, and by the way, blackout changes every year, but it's always fear-based. And, and um, they, they force someone to walk barefoot through a, a hallway of used condoms. That was actually one of the oh. <laughs> oh. That's a Brian and Gina, as, as a professional I group, have you ball. actually thought about doing these? Or what do you feel about uh, it? No, and Nathan, you can comment on this, too. No, go ahead. Uh, that that sounds amazing. What's the address? Hey, you don't get an address. You have to you have to sign like, up. They don't tell you. It's kind of like a secret rave of the '90s or something like that. It, like it, you it get really that I think I need to get on this. I know uh, it sounds it, amazing, um, doesn't it? Subscribe to your newsletter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Right. Also, uh, that that seems too much for me. <laughs> I probably wouldn't there be able was, to do it simply because of the fibromyalgia, but holy crap, that sounds like fun. Well, there is one called the, uh, Gates of Hell. the Gates of Hell in Las Vegas is another extreme experience, which, by the way, they're so popular, expanding to two experiences, but they actually waterboard people. And holy. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, 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 I think that might be my limit because I don't like drowning anyway. <laughs> So um, yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with sexual embarrassment, waterboarding. No. <laughs> ever ever since they the like this part, I'd rather do the waterboarding. Don't like strip me naked, okay? Yeah. I, I'd be happy. I'd be happy naked. That's that's like the best walkthrough yeah. ever for me. <laughs> ever since these places started popping up a few years ago. Working in one, at least for a stint, is, has been on my bucket list. I would love to be able to, after as long as I've been doing traditional haunt acting, I would love to see what it's like w- with the gloves off, where I can actually just straight up fuck with people. That would be so much fun. Besides, most of my favorite activities involve safe words anyway, so that'll be fun. I mean, you pretty much have to have complete trust in the actors that they wouldn't do anything to actually harm you. 
at the same time, they're pushing your limits, and they want you to be truly scared. And, exactly. Um, it's um, a delicate balance. I would like to do one once just to say I did. I would want to go by myself, even though we might have to walk through the haunt alone. But I've never been able to ballsy enough to go, okay, I'm going to try this. But I would have to have some pie and talk about it afterwards. And so I really need to do it with a buddy. Liz, you know who your balls are. I'm your balls. I'm your Um, balls. I would be happy to push you to the limit. I'm so glad to know that you're my balls. All right. Uh, we have another caller on the line from the 804 area code, so I think it might be one of Ryan or Gina. Oh, nope, they're gone. Wow. I, for a second, I had another uh, caller, and that was well, awesome. Well, I think we did have another actor, but they, um, their son died. Sorry. It's all good. So I did want to mention, so, so Ryan, have you thought about maybe trying to go to one of these haunts too, or, or would you like to work in one someday? Um, I would, yeah, I would love to check it out one day. Um, I, I guess I don't know everything that goes on. So I don't know if I'd want to run one. It, it seems like there's a lot of liability involved. Um, uh, yeah. So I, would def- I would definitely love to check it out. I, I, that's, what, that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know if I could actually perform – uh, 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 in one of these haunts because I don't like hurting other people very much. I'm not that sadistic. I don't mind tying up and being tied to things, and that's all good. I don't. I'm not yeah, kind I'd, of. Animal. I'd be apologizing too much. My favorite <laughs> phrase is "I'm sorry." I'd be like, "Oh God, I'm sorry." One of there's this one place called McKinley Manor. Get this: the break. Okay, right. this is when you're having a break. It's supposedly you're laying down and covered in hissing cockroaches like Nathan walks around with. And that's, oh, no. when, that's, that's the downtime. So uh, everything else is like, uh, you know, elect, electric shock, abduction. Like they, they actually attack you and throw you in a van and drive you to the location. Uh, Dude, I can handle There's no anal probing. I'm okay. And, I would rather and, have anal probing than cockroaches. Oh, by the way, Queenie, McKinley Manor, the one I'm talking about, is actually in San yeah. Diego. So it's nearer to you. And um, mm. it's loud. Aren't you know, they and moving, that though? Last... I, thought, I thought they were moving. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, you might want to do that one. It lasts three hours, by the way. It's a full immersive experience. Uh, so. I can handle that. Just yeah, not because you could. Maybe... No. <laughs> really? Oh, hey, I'm, 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 more, I'm more of a spider's person. I can handle cockroaches. I can handle snakes. I can handle anything you throw at me except for spiders. Well, cockroaches are I probably should not say that fear out loud on the podcast, but yeah, like, I fucking hate spiders. Yeah, I don't think you're going to tell you're afraid of. Gina's writing that down right now. I am. Spiders, yeah. check. No, <laughs> We are, no, we are the wrong people to reveal your fears to. Yeah, don't tell us that. Especially well, Ryan and Gina are in Virginia, too. We know where you live. We'll see I actually had some friends uh, that uh, volunteered at the gallows last year. Oh, oh really? Oh, cool. well, we're yeah, going to be working there. And they there said it was really Saturday good. October. Every Saturday. I think we're Yay. busy every Saturday. But we'll go and I, don't, I don't know if I'll get to make it this year because I really do 
uh, Liz and I are planning on going to the Exhumed Film Festival in Philadelphia, and I think I'm going to try to talk her into hitting uh, the Bates Motel in Haunted Hayride. Okay. I really want to do the Bates Motel. Yeah. You guys need to help me push her. I would do that over Nathan, I want to say I'm going to defend your kissing cockroaches right now. They are great pets. No one understands how wonderful a hissing cockroach is as a pet. It's it's awesome. So I'm cool with hissing cockroaches, and 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 I'm cool that you take care of them in the off season. Awesome. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah. the expression "cuddle bug" doesn't come from in this nowhere. <laughs> no, they're cuddle bugs. So it's um, the same with rats. Rats are rats have a hugely bad rat. They have, but they're amazing and that. smart. I love rats. I, I don't I love think. Spiders and spiders have a bad rap. No, fuck they totally have a bad rap. <laughs> I love tarantulas. Uh, I have my one weakness. It's cockroaches. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll just, you know, and you're, the and you're coming to Atlanta when? <laughs> oh, Queenie's not going to Atlanta, but I sure am. So I'll be petting uh, your cockroaches. Excellent. Spiders for Aaron. Spiders for Aaron. Okay, oh, Gina. Well, if you want another falling ovation, <laughs> Number two, sweet. <laughs> you guys have someone pass out? Okay, well, we'll see if any of us pass out walking through Netherworld. Uh, Ryan and Gina, I have to let you guys go in a few minutes, so I wanted yeah. to throw it out to you one more time. Do you want to talk about what your schedule is, and any final thoughts about walkthroughs and, and dark rides and haunted events that you really think you want to, you know, talk about before you go. And the floor is yours. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think one thing that Ryan kind of touched on uh, before about focusing on local haunts in Virginia is that we're trying to promote local businesses at the same time. Um, we're trying to have partnerships, you know, getting different sponsors and things like that to help each other out. Um, you know, the whole thing when we started it five years ago was what can we do to bring the haunted attraction industry in Virginia together? What can we do to help promote each other so that we can all grow together? Um, that was the main thing that we all kind of agreed on was that what can we do? We want to bring everyone together. And there's so many unique kinds of attractions in Virginia. All of them are different in their own way. You know, some of them have really strong actors or some of them have really strong sets. Um, or, you know, they're really well-themed, um, and some of them have a lot of, like, pop scares. Um, so it's a really cool thing to travel into your state, support your local businesses, um, you know, and see what different people are doing with your art form, which I really enjoy personally. Uh, A.S., um, please, please go out and support. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, just going by what Gina said, um, there's really been a groundswell of, the uh, local first movement. So we're kind of trying to put haunted attractions out there as being part of that shift in thinking. Um, when you visit a local haunt, you're supporting local businesses and artists uh, or even charities. Um, the first few years of our tour was really about finding out about ourselves as haunters and artists, um, who we were, what we're doing. We're trying to find, figure out our goals as a collective and also as individuals, and we kind of just throw things against the wall and see what's stuck. Uh, the last couple of years have really been about um, – we've been, really been able to hone in on what we're doing well and trying to build off each event we do, like, like with Scares That Care, and really also about making a more uh, conscious effort to connect our characters together, which is why we wear those red cloaks. Um, for myself, I really love to 
have fun with friends, scare people. Um, but I do take what we do very seriously, both as an artist and as a business person, which uh, I, I think a lot of haunters do too. It's kind of that they um, they they connect both of those together. And some people might find it silly because we're essentially just wearing masks or we're covering ourselves in makeup and stage blood. But that process is definitely a cathartic experience, uh, even somewhat of a healing process to start with a concept and an idea and really see it come to fruition through the artistic expression of haunting. Um, so I love telling stories, becoming a different character, and I, I just love the whole haunting experience. And I, I think if more people kind of um, realize what we're doing, uh, they would come out and support us, uh, not just one haunt, like I said, but they would come to multiple haunts, especially here in Virginia. That's really what we're trying to do. We have T-shirts that say Virginia is for haunters. Um, so that's ultimately our goal is to try to get more people to come out to these haunts, come out to your local haunt, come out to travel around to it two hours to go to different haunts in Virginia and just see these amazing attractions that are uh, popping up in Virginia. And I, I think we can have um, a really great industry here in this, in this Commonwealth. And that's our ultimate goal. So go to screenfreak.com for all your haunts and go to Red Vane Army for all our events. Yay. Well, <laughs> Yay, thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on. And thank, thank you. you, Gina. It was a lovely surprise as well to have you on as well. So thank you, guys. Please come on again after the season at some point. Just call in any time and let us know how things are going. Our next episode isn't until Halloween, so we have a couple weeks to do your thing, and, and we'll contact you another time. But thank you again. Thank you. And uh, and please, please call in, and please, folks, go see these guys on their tour. Go to their website. They have their tour on there, all the haunts they're visiting for the next uh, few weekends. And it's a lot of fun. They're a very fun little troupe. It's scary, it's gory, and lots of bad puns. What else do you need in life? So uh, thank exactly. you, guys. I'm going to let you go. But, Nathan, please stay on the line, and have a good evening, folks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to give a really quick shout-out because I know, number one, she listens to the show. Number two, she does a lot every single year to try to put together a local haunt here in Clifton Forge, and that's Miss Brittany. Miss Brittany Fazell. Hey, Brittany. I know. Go ahead. She tries so, 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 so hard to put together a beautiful haunt every year. Um, I know she's done it at the Masonic Theater which is a local historic theater, which they're currently renovating. It, it really, if it was done properly, if it was renovated properly, it would look a lot like the Colonial. It is gorgeous. Um, I used to perform there when I was in high school. But I think this year she's doing it at the abandoned middle school. So this should be really freaking cool. Yeah, I saw that she was doing it. Make sure you put that on the website um, when you when you have some time, because we definitely want to. Like I said, this isn't just about the big haunts. This is also about your local ones. Schools do them, libraries do them, firefighters do them. All sorts of people do haunts, and usually it's to help raise money for local charities, small businesses. It's all a big, incestuous, wonderful, scary time. So please visit the I love small and the big. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite yeah. haunts I've ever one of my favorite haunts I've ever worked at was one in small town here in Georgia called Snellville. It's called Blood Oaks, and the uh, Snellville JCs did it, and man, it was it was a great haunt. So definitely get out there and check out the haunts that are done by you know, civic organizations and charity groups and that kind of thing. 
Exactly. Well, you know what I would be really cool? You know that abandoned Wizard of Oz uh, amusement park? I think that would make the most awesome haunt if you could get, like, little zombie munchkins and stuff. I mean, could you imagine the possibilities? Well, that's what's great about haunts is that there is no limit. So you can have the – I know. I've seen, I walked through a Christmas haunts in the middle of October that were terrified. Uh, you know, I, you, know <laughs> so you can do almost – yeah, well, oh, yeah. no, it did not have campus. It had a very, very drunk Santa, which was just scary, <laughs> actually. Uh, we we have a Krampus at Netherworld wandering a lot. And, and Yay, speaking of Krampus, I really have to see that movie, too. Oh, we're, we have a Christmas I'm episode. So we're Krampus. definitely going to talk about Krampus. But oh, I'm going to yeah. take a one-minute break and pull out my notes because we're going to do the community calendar. Nathan, stay calendar, on Nathan. because we're going to talk about dark rides and walk through in the top and madness. So we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is real music. Dark, brooding, important, groundbreaking. Check out the lyrics. Darkness. No. witches and we're going right into the community calendar because we have a fuck ton to get through and we only have 25 minutes to do it ladies and gentlemen i so, love that word that, what fuck ton a shit ton of work or shit load shit load Fuck ton is awesome, and we do have a fuck ton to get through because we go on hiatus for six weeks. And the reason why we go on hiatus for six weeks is because I actually shift gears and go and do my first love. And my first love is the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness group on Facebook. And what is that? Oh. It is the fierce. <laughs> yes, what is that? I'm it so is the fierce. You have no idea. I'm so looking forward to the madness this year. It's crazy. Yeah, we are the fiercest film-watching competition on Facebook. We have 35 or so contestants broken into five teams. Each of those teams, those people watch a month of films, not just one a day, not just two days, unless they only can get that in. But as a rule, they're going to be watching films every breathing moment they have spare, sometimes not so spare, to give to a movie. And they're going to watch horror films the entire time. Whoever watches the most horror films wins the madness. It has now become a rite of passage for some people. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because it's not about just enjoying horror films. It's about endurance. And it is, as Nathan calls it, the the film scavenger hunt. Because you're going to look for themes. And if you find films that have our theme and and elements to our theme, you get more points for the films you watch. And this year's theme is Descent into Darkness. 
And what is that, ladies and gentlemen? That is the fear of the dark, which is the base primal for most horror. So there's a lot available. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole how to play the madness or any of that stuff right now because that is actually going to be on a show in two days, folks. I go on hiatus for Sexy Witches, but I jump on and become the head hauntress on Dollar Bin Horror Radio with Eric Polk and Rhonda Reaper Couture. So that's the official home of the madness. And on Thursday at 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, that's again, Thursday at 7 p.m., Dollar Bin Horror Radio, I will read my Halloween horror movie, Marathon Madness, Descent into Darkness Rules Live on air and talk about how to play the madness, how it works, what to look for, read the bonus points, the wild cards. All that stuff will make more sense when you listen to the show. Now, one of the things I do want to talk about, because we've been talking about dark rides and, uh, and walkthroughs, is that I am going to give a special bonus this year. I actually gave it last year, but I held it over because uh, last year we had dolls and robots, and so I gave a dark ride bonus to anybody who went on a dark ride during the madness. I gave an extra five points to because it's about animatronics and electronics and creatures and robots and dolls and stuff like that. Well, this year I'm holding the dark ride bonus over so uh, because we are talking about donuts. So I am giving a special bonus, five points, for any dark ride you ride during the madness. The dark ride, and this is the requirements, must be automated and have a vehicle to take you through the attraction. However, I'm going to say two things right now. One of these Queenie knows, and the other one she doesn't. So I'm surprising Queenie with this bonus as well. <laughs> I'm going to accept season walkthroughs, but only if they're directly related to our theme. So what walkthroughs are, kind of walkthroughs are related to darkness? Well, if you want, like, permanent attraction examples, Google Nightmare and Screamers in Niagara Falls. And they're pretty neat. They're dark. You use a red light and you follow through and you can't see. Yeah, and I've it's all about psychological that horror. Yeah, they're very cool. Oh, and, I've actually been to that one. It's really awesome. Oh, really? It is awesome. Mm-hmm. Screamers creepy. is excellent. Uh, yeah, and so I am giving bonuses for that. Um, you know, that would definitely count. So if you go to those kind of things, you're going to count. If you go to Disneyland and ride dark rides, you're going to fucking clean up on the madness. You can get a lot. Because, yes, I would even accept friggin' Small World because it, it hits the requirements. So, but and I it's also decided. It yes, is it is. It's creepier shit. than Pirates. And that's exactly so. what I wanted to say at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Uh, it can small be, world yes. is worse. Yeah. Small world is scarier. Oh yeah. So, I but I also decided to give any extreme haunt anybody goes to do this madness ten points. So if you decide to do blackout in New York City or you do uh, McKayma Matter in San Diego or the one in Las Vegas, if you do any of the actual extreme haunts, because a lot of them are fear based, they bury you alive, they throw you in dark rooms, they separate you. Definitely in theme for this year's madness. I will give you 10 points for doing uh, an extreme haunt. And that would be per walk attraction. Don't forget, a lot of these attractions, including Netherworld, usually have two or three happening simultaneously. You go through levels. So so you can rake up some points, guys, ladies and gentlemen. And And, and I'm with you. I'm with you, Liz. I would prefer to do the Pennsylvania instead of Chiller. I think it would be cheaper and much more fun. 
Well, we'll see. We'll talk about that after the hour. But, yeah, we were thinking about going to Chiller, but maybe we'll go do a couple haunts instead. So, um, now, Nathan. Yes. I I wanted to say, um, as an ex-judge and contestant of the madness, uh, what do you think of my dark ride and walkthrough bonus? Oh, I think it works perfectly because uh, – you know, dark, in any walkthrough, really, darkness is a major component of it. It's used to disorient. It's used to scare. So fear of the dark in just, it, you know, it's in the name of dark ride. But if there's any seasonal walkthrough, darkness is one of the main tools that we use. So it, it fits the theme perfectly. I think so, too. So that is the first definite bonus I'm announcing for the madness. And now I'm saving the rest for Thursday at 7 p.m. on Dollar Bin Horror Radio, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Call in if you want to. I'll give, if you're going to think of playing the madness, I will also give you five points for calling in and talking to us on Thursday night. So, And that will be banked for your, your contest if you think you're going to actively participate. So join the madness. Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness on Facebook, even if you just want to follow the fun, because it is crazy. We call great. it the madness for a reason, and it's going to be a fun year because there's a lot of crazy. We're, we're talking about some of our more avant-garde horror films, dark fantasy, science fiction horror, uh, you know, caves, mines, uh, creatures under the bed and the closet, eternal winters, all sorts of fun things like that this year. So join us at 7 p.m. on Dollar Bin Horror Radio. So now I'm just going to go ahead I'm and throw this continue. out here right now in advance. Mm-hmm. I plan on playing this year. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm so excited to hear that. Yay. So Nathan will be your plan to be the team captain, I, more than likely. Sounds good to me. I am I am so, so excited for this year. I've been trying to avoid horror as much as possible because I don't want to get sick of it before October. But oh, man, I had to rewatch Demons. I never get sick of it. Yeah, I right? every day. No, I watched 144 movies my first madness. I pretty much got sick of horror. <laughs> At least for uh, a few uh, months. But that's why I have wild cards. So you can deliberately take breaks. You know, and wild cards are films that are out of genre but have a person in them that's directly related. Like this year would be Tim Curry. He's a wild card. The only permanent wild card is Bruce Campbell. So if you wanted to watch the entire run of Burn Notice, you could still watch it during the madness and have it count. But uh, that's almost cheating. Almost. Not quite. It's not cheating because one of my guys, he calls himself the king of the loopholes. What? I'm sorry? There's some really interesting uh, wild cards this year. Yes, don't talk about them, but yes. Mm. No, no. Yep, no, no, no. My lips no. are sealed. No. Not yet. Who is yet. the wild there card we were discussing? It's going to be exciting. There was, uh, there was well. a wild card we were discussing earlier, and I was like, oh, my God, he counts. <laughs> I was so happy. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I, I, I'm <laughs> saving him for the <laughs> contest. I know exactly I know who it was. Yes, I know who it yeah, was. Never mind. Yeah, don't I'm say I'm not going to say Don't worry. No. I don't want Nathan to know because it'll make him sad. So, so oh God. Okay, we gotta move on because uh, we have only 15 more minutes of the show, and I have so much to get through. And one of the things I wanted to jump fuck right time. into and and is a fuck ton. Yes, that's right. It's fan and media events. If you are, it, this is officially horror busy season, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm gonna read through most of these. I'm not gonna give you 
all the details, but I am going to talk about one in particular. And I want to thank Anthony T. He's one of my judges for the Madness this year, Anthony Thurber. He runs filmarcade.net and Anthony T's uh, Chamber of Horrors. And he actually, this weekend, is the only person I know going to the Rocky Horror Picture Show 40th Anniversary Convention in New York City. So I asked him to preview it for us. Unfortunately, he couldn't come on the air, but he did give me a note. So I am thankful for this note, and I'm going to read it. And it's pretty straightforward. He says it's the Rocky Horror 40th Anniversary Convention will be taking place September 25th through the 27th in NYC at the New Yorker Hotel. Um, that's the host hotel, by the way, which is a pretty gorgeous hotel. Uh, it's not cheap. It's in 100 bucks to go to this thing. But I actually think there might be tickets left, but I heard it was sold out. Uh, but everyone's going to be there. There's going to be an autograph sessions and Q&As from Barry Bostwick, Patricia Quinn, Little Neil. Um, there's going to be a film drop of Helen Keller versus Werewolves, which stars Barry Bostwick and Jess Merlin, a longtime um, community member of Rockwell, according to Anthony Team. Um, go ahead. Uh, and then my favorite part is there's going to be an all-star shadow class of shock treatment, which shock is like a big deal. Like, Grand ball, tie more party, and East Coast premiere of Rocky Horror Save My Life, which is the 40th anniversary shooting. Uh, they're going to actually shoot the shadow cast and call it the documentary Rocky Horror Saved My Life. And they're going to premiere the, that at the festival as well. So Do you know who they amazing. have working on the shadow cast this year? Who? No, I'm asking. Do you know? No, I, know I, 30, I don't have that. I know for the 35th anniversary, they had Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson um, doing the uh, narrator. They had Julian McCann and a couple, uh, couple of others doing um, Frankenfurter. They had, uh, you know, a couple of cast members from Glee doing Brad and Janet, uh, like Leah Michelle. Um, I mean, they had a really amazing cast for the Shadow Cast at the 35th anniversary. I just really want to know what they're going to pull out for the 40th. Well, let's see. I'm actually pulling it up right now. But it doesn't make okay. So oh, it, it's I can't even list these names because there's so many people. Uh, it's pretty much every working cast that exists still, and a few people that like worked in earlier casts. I actually was a, a, a frequent visitor to the cast in Berkeley, California, which for the time was the wrong, long, longest running uh, shadow cast in the country, um, Voristic Intentions. And um, that was actually my first date with my husband, believe it or not. Aww. So uh, it was lingerie night at Rocky Horror Picture Show. So uh, the, Rocky Horror has a very sentimental uh, thing in my heart. So if you're in the York area, time. go check it out. Go ahead. The only time I've ever been jealous in my entire life of somebody was my film professor in high in college. Pardon me. He actually went to the original 1973 or four play in London, in the West Side oh, with cool. Tim Curry. That's very cool. Amazing. I know. <laughs> I was so jealous of that man. Oh, I'd be too. But you know what? It, it we ha it, you know don't be it dream dream it be it right so anyway exactly don't dream it be it 
That's right. Let's keep going. Like I said, i got a fuck ton to get through. I'm just going to lift off. Okay. Also this weekend here in Baltimore is the true Comic-Con event, the Baltimore Comic-Con. It is not a media cast event. You don't go see your favorite celebrities from Once Upon a Time there. This is a straight-up Comic-Con. Comic geeks from all over are going to be descending on Baltimore Convention Center this weekend. So if you like comics, go see that. Of course, next weekend is two of the best horror cons. And, Nathan, these are two of the best horror cons in the country. Uh, Monster Mania and Cinema Wasteland happen the same fucking weekend. Uh, what the hell is that about? Monster Mania is in New Jersey. Uh, Cinema Wasteland is in Ohio. And, and I can't even imagine. There must be people that have to decide between the two because the lineups at both are stellar. So go to either one of those if you're within driving distance. So, uh, wow. <laughs> uh, and then next weekend after that on October 10th, and this is not horror, but it's also, but it's definitely fandom, especially for me. I'm a huge fan of the group Tenacious D with Jack Black and Kyle Gass, and they throw once a year a huge comedy festival called Festival Supreme. It's on October 10th. So um, if you're in L.A. and you're near the Shriner Auditorium, you want to see something pretty fucking amazing, go see Festival Spring and tell me how awesome it was because I've never gotten to go. So that's happening. And the weekend after that is Rock and Shock at 16, 17, and 18 in Orchester, Massachusetts. Three days of horror and metal. Headliner is George A. Romero. So go there. And then, of course, 23rd is the Elephant in the Room itself, Chiller, in Parsippany, New Jersey, October 23rd. And then on the 24th in Philadelphia is the Exhume 24-Hour Film Festival, which myself and Erin Marie are attending, along with Dr. Yeah. Jim Harris and a bunch of other people that we met at Italian Splatterfest and friends and family. So big 24 hours. You have no idea what's going to play until you're there, which is kind of amazing. Uh, and uh, it'll be my first 24-hour film festival since I did BNAT all the way back in 2006. So got to get ready for that. Um, you know, we should really say a quick hello to anybody that we met at Italian Splatterfest because that was freaking amazing. That was my first film uh, festival yeah. experience in horror. And and really, I think um, that's my new passion. <laughs> Can I throw well, it in there? What? I'm sorry, sweetie? I was saying, can I throw an event in here? Absolutely. Yeah. All Please. right. You're my guest host tonight. In Atlanta, October 2nd through 4th is Monsterama. It's happening at the Marriott Perimeter Center. And this is a very interesting convention. It's, it's really a classic horror-themed convention. It's talking about all about the Universal Monsters, the 50s, sci-fi, that kind of stuff. Uh, we're having cool events there. Like um, We're doing an original, I, I say we, I have a bunch of buddies who are putting this on. There's going to be an original vintage 16-millimeter print of Bride of Frankenstein shown with David Stahl in attendance doing a live commentary track. There will be a pool party where the guest of honor is Rico Browning, who is the guy in the Gilman suit and Creature from the Black Lagoon. So he gets to hit the pool nice. with the Creature from the Black Lagoon. All kinds of cool <laughs> shit going on at that one. So uh, October 2nd through 4th, Monsterama. Check it out. Fabulous. Thank you, Nathan. That's what I'm. That's why you're here. Throw this shit out. Because I want people to know there's stuff within driving distance within their areas. Go support your local haunts, your local fan and media events. Go support it all. And support the DVD releases. Support independent horror. And I have a shameless plug because 
a film I backed dropped today, and I am extremely proud of this movie. It is called The Call Girl Cthulhu, directed by Chris LaMatina and Jimmy George here in Baltimore. It is wonderful, trashy, gory, traumarific time, boobs with monsters, tentacles, and sex. What else do you need in life? Go rent or buy Call Girl Cthulhu. I was very proud that I got to support support this movie and they gave me one of the cult costumes i have it as a thank you and that's really nice of them and i'm so proud of them because they killed it on the festival circuit with this movie and now everyone can see it so go buy it support independent horror and support boutique blu-ray releases scream and shout factory are at it again i cannot believe how great this shit is first of all Scream Factory has just dropped in pre-order. It comes out on the 27th. The three-disc box set of Army of Darkness, one of my favorite movies of all time. And what makes this set better than any other set that's come out, because believe me, there's a lot of Army of Darkness box sets out there, is that they finally include the TV edit of it on disc three, which in my opinion is the best edit of Army of Darkness, not the theatrical really? edit, not the director's edit. It's a theatrical, it's a TV release edit. And the reason is, is they took all the best shots from the director's cut and kept the original theatrical ending and didn't attack the ending that's on director's cut. And it ends up being a perfect blend of both versions. So I immediately bought it, pre-ordered, boom. I didn't even, like, blink. So it's coming in the mail. Uh, also, on the 26th, gets released. It's also available for pre-order, and this is completely different. But this is why I love Scream and Shout Factory. Scream Factory is releasing the latest My Little Pony Equestria Girls movie called Friendship Games. And I happen to absolutely adore the second Equestria Girls movie, which is a classic mythos just totally turned on its ear with a great uh, rock-off at the end. What else do you need in life? Rock-off with fucking rock and roll unicorns. Fuck yeah. And so here we got Quest Your Games, the third one. And if you order either one of these ahead of time, like you can right now, not only is it a little bit cheaper, you also get a free poster with both. So go get a free poster if you want it. Uh, I will say the downside of Shout and Screen Factory is their prices are a little high. But you get... What you get, you get what you pay for. Usually, there's fabulous extras on these discs, so definitely check out. Does anybody else oh, have yeah. any DVD releases they want to shoot out before I move on? No, no. Not DVD releases, but I did see that September 17th this weekend there is a movie coming out called Cooties with Elijah Wood. It looks not only very funny but but interesting. Just a different take on the zombie apocalypse, which looks hysterical. Uh, and I and you know what's that. awesome is I had you I had you saying talking about this on my list. Yay! So go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just actually I came upon the trailer today and I was like, oh my god, that looks great. I want to see that. Uh, it looked pretty cute. Okay, so that's why Elijah Wood has done so well in horror the past few years. I'm really impressed with him. Well, who isn't? I mean, he's been rocking it. Everything he's done since Lord of the Rings. Um, I wanted to also remind people that Eli Roth, Green and Furrow Toro started yesterday. And so look it up and see the playing near you. The theatrical release is on the 26th. So go see if you don't catch it on tour, catch it on at the 26th on the on the actual drop in the theaters. Uh, 
starting on 10. And Alyssa, I'm going to jump up a little bit to uh, 10-2 and talk about some a couple of films in October. First one is on 10-2 is called Helen Back. And the reason why I'm mentioning this, it's an R-rated stop animation movie about two stoners that go to hell. What is there not to like about that, ladies and gentlemen? Absolutely sounds great. So I'm totally there with bells on, and I'll probably get a special bonus during the madness since Hellmouths are a bonus point this year on the madness. So um, check that out. That's true. And um, yep. Uh, also on ten nine, Keanu Reeves has a horror film. Knock knock. And the final girls also drops that day, which, by the way, also is the opening film for our local film festival here, the Spooky Movie Film Festival at the AFI at Silver Spring, done by my friend Curtis Prater. Uh, and it's a great lineup. Final Girls opens the show, um, so go see that lineup. The AFI always has the best projection and the best screen. So, And Gore Vidal is hosting a couple of classic horror films during the festival this year. It's two weeks long, ladies and gentlemen. If you live near Maryland, go see the Spooky Movie the International Film Festival. And of course, for the, us ladies especially, on 1016, there's two films that come out. One is my boy Jack Black, and he has Goosebumps, which, by the way, has been getting fabulous buzz. So we were looking forward to Goosebumps, and of course, Crimson Peak comes out. And then last but not least, Spin Diesel has Last Witch Hunter and Paranormal Activity comes out on the 23rd. So those are all the theatrical releases. We're about to be done for the day, uh, so I, I'm not going to go into everything I have left, but I do want to say look for the Iron Giant screenings that are happening on 930 and 10-4. Um, there's uh, drive-ins all over the place are having special screenings over the weekends, including a West Traven Cure route. And uh, I saw another one doing Jaws and Rocky Horror Picture Show screenings. And uh, don't forget, South Park premieres tomorrow on, on, on Comedy Central. So definitely check that out. And thank you, Sexy Witches. We have gotten through our calendar as much as we can. Uh, please join us in six weeks on the 27th of October. That'll be our three-hour special All-Star Sexy Wish Halloween episode, which includes horror host Gore Vidal and a bunch of other wonderful <gasps> sexy witches and friends from all over the country that are going to call in and talk about pagan and sexy witch films. And if you're interested, please call in. It's going to be a three-hour extravaganza. So that's on the 27th of October. Come back to Archivist Bed on Sexy Witches. And if you want to know more about the madness, once again, it will be uh, in two days, Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Dollar Bin Horror Radio. So go check that out. Now, thank you, Nathan, for coming on. Thank you, Queenie. Thank you, Aaron. I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank Ryan Sly and and Gina. I didn't get your last name. I'm sorry, sweetie, of Red Vane Army. Please go check their websites out and, and, and go see their haunts. And go to a local haunt near you because local people did a lot of love and effort into these things, and they're worth your time. So thank yes, you, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Witches are out of here. Goodwill hunting. And blessed be. Good night, ladies. Hail Satan. Gentlemen. (laughs) Hail Satan.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.